0: Welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. I'm Ryan. I'm Emily. And I'm Andrew.
1: <laughs> and this is not the guitar buying, trading, modding, fixing, breaking, reviewing podcast. This really is Get Offset. And yep. this week we have, very last minute, uh, 60 Cycle Hums, one and only Ryan Burke. Woo!
0: Yeah, here I am. We, we thought about getting another Ryan Burke, but it just didn't make any sense. It's so not, I'm the only one.
1: It's not the cider Ryan Burke
0: oh my gosh that guy yeah.
1: <laughs> how many times have <laughs> you been sent that like screenshot from the commercial
0: oh too many there's a guy who works at road mics named ryan burke and wow. a few people have sent me screenshots shots of that guy wow so yeah there's a few ryan's out there
1: there's a lot of emily harrises you should ask your alexa about me
2: <laughs> and emily emmy lou harris
1: no, the Emily Harris, who is a domestic terrorist, who is part of the Sibianese Liberation Army, famous for uh, kidnapping and so- Stockholm syndroming Patty Hearst.
0: Wait, that's not you?
1: No, that's not me. But man, don't I look, wouldn't I look great for being like 70 years old?
0: I feel like I've been sold on like a false concept here. I thought that was you the whole time. You
1: thought that you were aiding in the liberation of the Sibianese? Yeah. No, no, it's yeah.
2: just that that's just her inspiration. By the way, if someone wanted to set me free from this prison, uh,
0: <laughs> Ryan, please help. So is that who your parents named you after? No, they
1: didn't know she was a thing because she was not like a, a major part of that. Or, just nobody cares. Uh, but she was <laughs> she was on the lam for a long time. And I think it was like in the 90s, she got arrested with the prison or whatever. Um, they also uh-huh. I don't think really knew about Amy Lou Harris.
2: Right. I feel like I really should have googled your name before starting a podcast with you. Is it too late for that?
1: Yes. Damn. You already started it.
0: If you Google my name, Ryan Burke, the the most you know famous person as far as Google is aware named Ryan Burke is this guy who does like just insane club makeup in New York. Just like, just insane. Huh. Well, yeah, so look, look up Ryan Berg sometime. It's not going to be me. It's going to be this amazing. makeup artist.
1: I wish I yeah. knew a makeup artist because I don't understand that whole thing.
0: And it's not like going to like the Mac counter. Why do I know so much about makeup? Uh,
1: it's, do, you wear, it's, do you wear makeup when you do your gear demos?
0: I do not. I wear it immediately after and before. I wipe it all off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's like, it's like, I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like weird, like art makeup yeah, so it's and like, con- like concept is, pieces. That stuff
1: is really, really cool. Um, I've seen like a lot of really cool examples of that. Cause I have friends who generally have that as an interest and uh, yeah, it's, it's impressive. It's impressive. Hold on. I gotta yell at my cat. Yeah. All right. So the, the plot yeah. twist
2: is that her, her, um, the Stockholm syndrome victim in this situation really is princess Carrie. Fisher.
1: <laughs> no, she was um, playing with her litter. So she's done now.
2: That's yeah. boring. I thought it was going to be something more like she was attacking a, a mouse or something.
1: She did just take a dump.
0: And okay, now I know. I was going to ask. Kitty litter or litter of kittens? Now I know. It's kitty
1: <laughs> Oh, if Carrie had a litter of kittens, that would be amazing. Someone or did,
2: or did she just take a dump on a litter of
0: kittens? Oh, now it's gross. Oh, I don't I'm know if it's going to be so blue. Oh,
1: yikes. Thanks. this is this is taking a weird turn. I,
0: I yeah, feel like I need,
3: either,
2: I need. I think we need to be done with cats and we need to talk about drinks.
1: Yes. Um. I after that drink, I just gonna put my after what my cat just said, I'm just gonna put my whole nose in this glass of a uh, black box red wine. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, that's that's good wine.
0: <laughs>
1: is it? It's actually pretty. It's pretty good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I've heard that box wine is better these days. I haven't had it since I was a teenager. Uh,
1: some of it's better than <laughs> others, for sure. The black box is really quite tasty. Um, it's uh, mm-hmm. always great for cooking.
2: That, uh, that's true. I was cooking with wine last night.
1: Yeah, thanks for giving me some of that steak. I I made an impromptu trip to Andrew's house, and then like I got fed, which was pretty neat. Back.
2: I was in need of a hat.
1: Yeah, I because you gave yours to Tad from the whole Steady.
2: And I'm actually wearing that hat right now.
1: Nice. I'm glad it's getting not
2: the one. Yeah. I, I, I was going to wear it out to dinner, and then I changed my mind. So as soon as I got back from dinner, I put it on.
1: Yeah. So- yeah, yeah.
0: I, I I need a hat, too, because I gave my hat to someone famous, too. Yeah.
1: I mean, let's. I, I, Tad, I'm,
0: like, I'm like you guys. Tad's
1: not, I wouldn't describe him as famous. Sorry, Tad. ouch he's famous to me and i love tad and his guitar playing also love steve i love those guys but yes uh i would not not really categorize them as famous
2: i think they're famously nice folks yes that's a good way
1: to put that so what are you drinking andrew i know you're on a bit of a uh what do they call it when you when you spend all the monies
2: a spree, a bender. A
1: spree, a bender.
2: no it's not really a bender because I'm I, I'm consuming at a much lower rate than I'm acquiring, um but uh. it's it's the time of the year where I stockpile, uh, on uh, on a Martzen style beers because that's by far mm. my favorite kind of beer ever, and in the U.S. it's always marketed as uh, oktoberfest beer or fest beer.
1: Yeah. First. Yes.
2: Indeed, and uh, I lived in Germany at one point in time, and I very quickly grew an appreciation for marts and styles and I, i'm a huge fan so i, I every year and every all the craft brews come out i do what i can to try at least once from each of the the uh, breweries offerings that i can get my hands on as well as track down Hofbrauhaus house and polliner Oktoberfest. and i've already yeah. successfully done gotten both of those as well as an eyinger and i'm still waiting to see if i can track down any other german brews but yeah so this uh, evening, I have a fest beer from Occidental Brewing Company. Not accidental, Occidental. Like
1: Occidental Square uh, Park?
2: Right. But this one's um, from Portland, Oregon.
1: Portland. Actually, all of my freelance employers yeah. are in Portland. So yay, Portland!
2: Yeah, Portland. We, we know people yes. there. Yeah. Yes. So uh, the, the honest review is, this is actually pretty dang spot on. It's not quite... There's, there's a quality of the German brews that are, that there's different, the only way I can explain it is it's cleaner tasting, but mm-hmm. this is pretty dang spot on. I, I gotta say, this is the best American take on at least getting it right, that I've tried so far this season. I'm pretty happy with it.
1: I'm happy for you.
2: Oh, it's also like the antithesis to, uh, to IPAs, because it's the least hoppy beer on the planet. It's just yeah. straight, it's straight malt, it's great.
0: Yeah, I love German beers. I'm, you know, unfortunately, I live in San Diego where everything is just overhopped IPAs. That's just all we have. But I just love those German beers, just like that silky, malty, nice. like smooth beer. It's So good. It's
2: so it's so
0: drinkable. It's really yeah. dangerous. Oh, it's so bad. You were just bad. in
1: Germany, so I hope you got some it's good beers there.
0: Oh yeah, they they had the the little mini fridges just stocked with Paulaner. And we're all just like looking around all day, like waiting for the first person to take one to give us like social permission. Wouldn't to, that be breakfast? To just raid the fridge. So, yeah, basically,
2: pretty much. I mean,
1: Prost. Prost. Yeah, yeah. Neat. <laughs> um. What else? What? Oh yeah, new things. I, um, I played a show last night.
3: Oh, that's kind of yes. cool. Yes,
1: yes. I played um, a CD release for a woman named Abby K played guitar. And I think only my second ever time playing banjo live. I've had that banjo for 12 years. It's only my second time playing it live, which
2: is I have fine. never played banjo live.
1: Have you ever played banjo? Um,
2: I once lived with the guy who played banjo, so that's close Whoa. enough. Oh
1: it, my it's getting there. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, I would play I, banjo I, you... at home when, when I had a roommate when she had pissed me off and I wanted to not make pleasant noises.
2: <laughs> I knew enough to know that it was tuned to open G, which means I could pretty much bar it and just like randomly pick and it would kind of sound yeah, okay. That's exactly yeah. right. So yeah. yeah.
1: Also play mandolin on a song and I, the whole time I'm playing like the mic instruments. So the band- banjo and the mandolin, I'm like, I can't hear myself at all so i just i didn't know if anybody else could hear me honestly i still don't really know but hey
2: it's the mandolin i got paid
1: it's mandolins aren't that loud
2: oh they're so chimey and and bright beautiful lovely they're they're so hard to miss in a mix yes
1: i I think that's a fair thing i can say that's very fair
2: without being rude same same roommate also had a mandolin he actually still owes me a mandolin that's a completely different story but he does owe me a mandolin at some point. Caleb, if you're listening to this, you owe me that mandolin.
1: Give me the mandolin.
0: Sold. Give it. Give it, Give it. You yeah. Stand outside his house.
2: Where's my mandolin? Oh, give it. OK, so the, the, the long story short, I, I won it in a game of poker in our dorm room in college, nice. and it was one of those he bet because he thought he was going to win, but he didn't actually want to bet it, and so he never actually gave That's it to me. That's garbage. And I let him yeah, off the it's, it's
1: a nice thing to do to let the yeah, first off the hook. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it was nice. it had a really nice like flamed top on it. That's that. That's like the ultimate dad thing to say. Sorry, but um, sorry to have. Yeah, you, it's you guys
1: uh, it was fun. I got paid, so I got paid to play instruments. I'm not one hundred percent sure people heard, but uh, yay! I love making money. Yay. And then afterwards, we went out uh, with a friend who's in town and got home very <laughs> very late. So I got much less complet, much less accomplished today than I had planned. I did film two pedal demos, so there's that. Yes. Nice. But
2: you just you know, didn't yes. accomplish a whole yeah, lot Yeah,
1: I've like the format of the pedal demos I'm doing right now because I don't feel compelled to put on makeup. <laughs> I wonder how many of those guys put on makeup, like the guys who do it. The demos.
0: I wouldn't be surprised at all. I mean w- Like
1: honestly, if nothing else blue powder that makes you less shiny.
0: Sure uh yeah i didn't mm-hmm. see anyone busting out the makeup in any of the events i've been <laughs> at but i didn't exactly follow people into the bathroom either so
2: the only person i could think of that i'd be curious mm-hmm. about is uh is jay Leonardo, uh-huh uh because he's just got really great skin and i i have to know is that just really yeah. naturally that good like
3: is yeah skin he's got, really got good skin
2: good? I, got... i'm really jealous that's yeah, really unfair
1: honestly if my partner were on like a camera a lot doing those things. I I probably you know get them a little bit of of makeup just to just like just to keep it from being too shiny because like that's always that's the yeah. easiest thing to take care of and really the thing that people more notice. Though I do feel like if I didn't wear makeup on you know screen, people would probably notice and think I was making a statement.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I have worn makeup in demos. When I've had like a huge like yeah. ingrown hair a or a blemish or something like that, my, mm-hmm. yeah, I've had my wife fix me up. Um, but I mean, other than that, for like the commercial video work that I do, we always have a makeup kit with us just yeah. in case, like yeah. if we just need just a little, do a like, little just bit just of blush
1: feel- to make you look a little bit more alive. I mean, a lot of those guys, like like beards are so in, so I feel like a lot of the the guys have beards, but yeah, yeah. just a little bit of rosiness in the cheeks um, make you look a little less gaunt.
2: Yeah. I thought, I thought that's what the whiskey in the green room was
0: for. Oh,
1: my gosh.
0: A little bit of eyeliner to make, make those baby blues <laughs> pop, you know?
1: Them baby blues.
2: Oh, you are just talking about this. Uh, we were talking about this earlier today, talking about eyeliner. Like, I, cause I, I like used to listen to and still listen to a lot of, like, pop punk and emo kind of stuff. And I always uh-huh. wanted to wear eyeliner. But I'm so scared to death of anything going near my eyes. I don't know how to do it. Sorry. Like, the, the idea of contacts or, like, anytime I've ever had eye drops... Like I have to, like it takes me half an hour to work myself up to doing one eye. It's like oh, it's so man, such
1: babies. <laughs> so uh... I'm not going to fight that. No, I mean it's that's that's funny so I'm Sorry, the... just like yeah. Ryan yeah, wants Brian to tell a story. story.
2: I have come a story. Come come story.
1: Right. Andrew, let Ryan tell the story. <laughs> Can I tell a story, please?
0: <laughs> so I've got this, the, uh, this band that we used to play with back in the day, and they all used to wear eyeliner. And they were all going to come through town on, like, a little tour and stay with us in my house. And I'll crash on couches. And my wife was super, like, worried that their eyeliner was going to get all over the couches and stuff. That's but... a
1: fair concern because sometimes, like, like guys like to wear the makeup but don't like uh, doing the things to take it off. And
0: yeah,
3: yeah. same with,
1: like, growing but... out the hair and not taking care of it or, like, owning mm-hmm. a brush. <laughs> Basic <laughs> things to, that, like, one should have when one has long hair
0: yeah thankfully they were past that stage in their life so no mm-hmm. eyeliner yes on the couches
1: oof or maybe just very good mascara yeah maybe yes that, that waterproof stuff doesn't come no, out I think for were, nothing
0: i think they were born with it
1: oh very good yeah. Yeah, there you go oh nice um anything else uh andrew anything else with you that's new
2: um, not a whole lot, actually. So just
1: waiting um, impatiently for that Jennings guitar to come in?
2: Um, <laughs> patiently, thank you. I am, whatever that mastermind needs to do to run his business well, I am well behind.
1: Yes.
0: Are you getting a custom deal or are you getting a Navigator?
2: I, I'm getting a custom deal. I'm going all Yikes. out on this.
1: Yeah. Where's I... your deluxe
2: So here's the thing is, I've never, I've played, but I've never owned a Made in America guitar.
1: What? Wait, that, even your jazz master—that was not a made in America.
2: Nope, the closest thing I got is my Seagull Acoustic, which is made in Canada.
0: I mean, it's Those North- are such
1: great guitars. There's North America.
0: It's North America, but it's not America, America. It's, it's not America, and it's certainly not made by
2: Chad Chang. So I, just, I was like, you know what? I've been put, like, I love all of this, and Chad's a great guy, and he does great work, and. I've got ideas of what I want to make happen for like a dream guitar of sorts. So I just, I went I went in for it. Nice. And uh, yeah,
0: it's going to be rad side note. I'm going to start calling my made in Mexico fenders, American
1: guitars. Yes. Cause they are it's North America. <laughs> yeah. I think it's still North America. I think it was like yeah. some Canadians I was talking to and they got like real mad. Uh, like they were like, I oh, gosh, what they were saying that it's confusing that we call ourselves i'm sorry i've got that story all backwards it was at the vancouver guitar festival but it was like a german builder he said he thought it was confusing how because they just call it all america or something like that right so they weren't they didn't understand why americans call themselves america and americans when it's all north america and it's all south america so it's all america Right, and then the Canadians understood, like, well, it's the United America. States of America. Like, you wouldn't call your like it would be dumb to call yourself a United Statesian because there are also are more states that are yeah. united. I suppose I don't know who cares. I'm sorry, that was one of the that was one of the who worst cares? stories I've ever told on this podcast.
2: More of the I story is that it. Americans like to take uh, take on the accomplishments of others yes. and claim them as their own.
1: Wait, that's
2: pretty much what I got. Sure, right?
1: that's nice. That's good. Um, sponsors. Should we go ahead and get the sponsor, since the topic's going to be hot? Uh, Hot
3: topics.
1: Oh, speaking of which, I think my band, my band, um, Sunday Crush, just booked a Halloween show at Numo's opening for Taco Cat. And we've been uh, throwing around ideas for, like, group costumes, and one of them was mall goth.
0: Oh my gosh! (laughs) I was like, "Oh, that's amazing!"
1: Do I still have that white studded belt?
2: (laughs) And back to the eyeliner conversation.
1: (laughs) There's only one guy in the band, and he'd be wearing all the makeup.
0: Just gotta watch a bunch of early Tim Burton. Yes, you're all set.
1: Yes, watch Caroline a bunch of times. Listen to some Marilyn Manson. (laughs) Oh my gosh! Ooh the used <laughs> yeah that'll
2: be fun uh sponsors sponsors uh well sponsor for the show is jennings guitars but we're gonna have ryan take
0: this we're gonna
1: after. make them work
0: yeah hey guys do you want a really cool guitar that's made in the real america the america that matters <laughs> so check out Jennings guitar i've i've personally got a navigator and as soon as I got that thing, I realized I don't need any other telly in my life. And I actually have been selling off guitars that kind of have tele- Telecaster pickups in them. I'm like I'm just like the, the Navigator just does it. This is my Telecaster guitar forever now.
1: Forever.
0: Forever Telecaster.
2: Well, maybe my 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 next Jennings will have to be a Navigator, but that's not what I'm going with this
0: time around.
1: Nah.
0: I'm
2: going with an offset.
1: The Voyager Deluxe in fifty-fifty colors.
0: The Voyager is just, they're so amazing. They're so like, attractive. All the, yeah. All the guitars he makes are just dialed in. I, I love those things.
2: So, Ryan, you'll appreciate this, but you, uh, you want to know what colors I'm doing?
0: Well, you said orange already. You said fifty-fifty orange, right?
2: Yeah. yeah so it's going to be, so it's orange, but then we're doing a dog hair finish with white pore filler. Oh, nice. With a white pick guard, double bound, white body. Yeah. Rosewood fretboard with a white binding nice matching headstock
0: he does the dog hair thing he really really does one of the best
1: at it i think
0: yeah
1: i mean i'm i think i'm pretty good at it but
0: (laughs) yeah
1: um cool you
0: you just like put glue on a guitar and spread dog that's exactly what i
1: do you know it keeps yeah it keeps it keeps some of the pests away it keeps the mice away because they smell the dog hair
0: Yeah, it's not really hypoallergenic, though.
2: Yeah, but where's all the cat hair? Where's all the cat hair finishes?
1: Well, my cat actually has, like, that perfect dog hair look on the back of her neck. She's just got those couple grays from anxiety, I assume. (laughs) So I remember just, like, petting her. I'm like, oh, that's what I want a guitar to look like. My cat. Crazy cat lady. So, uh, Topics? (laughs)
2: Yeah. Topics. Yeah. So the topic is, uh, we see so many dog hair finishes. Ah! Why do we care about the cat hair finishes?
1: <laughs> nice, nice. Uh,
2: Sorry, that that was that was a little cattier than it needed to be. So, oh my god. A little
1: cattier. Oh my god. Cattier. That's a bad dad Jeez. joke. Sad dad joke. That was
2: that was re- that was really not like I wasn't even trying mm-hmm. it all there. That was really yeah low. sure. Uh, uh. That, was, that was a really low So bar. this
1: week's topic came from me making a salty little comment on in the 60 cycle hum group as many topics start.
2: <laughs> Emily you
1: salty? so I wouldn't say I was salty I feel like sassy maybe sassy I see uh so in case you haven't watched or listened to this week's 60 cycle hum hit pause go to 60 cycle hum I think it's around like minute 35 or something
0: yeah, fast forward. It, it, you want to jump. You want to jump ahead of all the garbage. I mean, you can get to that, but to if you just it, if you
1: want to get to it, um...
2: it's it's right after the Chase Bliss
1: audio yes. sponsorship yes, that's yeah, what yeah. Like
2: to have. Uh So, sorry, Joel, but I'm going to recommend we skip
1: yes. right past no, that. You no, know, start with that. Start with that. Yeah. <laughs> Buy a pedal. Buy a pedal, yes. Buy a pedal and listen
0: yes. to um, the episode.
1: But so in that order, there was this. Ryan explains it pretty well. There was an event called 42 Guitar Street. And I guess some... Gear Street. Sh- Gear, Gear Street. God, I keep calling it Guitar Street.
0: Whoa, close enough. I mean, close we kept enough. calling it uh, 42 TGU while we were there.
1: <laughs> that's, that's worse. <laughs> that's worse. <laughs> uh, um, so they had the shirt made up or a sweater that had all the faces of all the demo folks who were there. And... Uh, you look at the shirt and you're like, "That's funny," and then you look closer and you're like, "Huh, a lot of white dudes on this shirt." <laughs> there were
0: two Filipinos on that shirt.
1: Yes, that's important. That's better yeah. than nothing. And they're also very, very talented musicians and YouTubers.
0: Pretty much the two most talented guys there. Right.
1: Exactly. Um,
0: yeah. Well, most entertaining guitarists, I'll say that. Yes. Like, they're like real musicians instead of just freaking ridiculous waste of time noodlers like most <laughs> <rest> of
1: us
2: <laughs> my name's ryan and here's my clean zone. yes
0: yeah, ex- <laughs>
1: yes so uh i m- made a comment like wow that is not diverse uh and it started this whole whole discussion uh there were some things said there were some points that were made and then changed like a but basically, what it comes down to is there were no women at this event, and uh, not as not as, not not as, as YouTubers, YouTubers, not as personalities, um, and right. you know, for the record, it's not about the one event. It's just that one event's a good example of of looking at these sure. events and it leaving one wanting for some 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 diversity. So, I just want to say it. 'Cause I, I feel like that's a point that gets missed sometimes, is it's not about the one thing, it's about the entire ecosystem of all of these things and um it, it's it's a pattern more than anything. And there was some there was some video that Henning did where he said Reaver he said that Reaver wasn't coming because there weren't any women and that there just aren't any women and that if there are any women doing it, he'd invite them 10 times or something like that. Um, and then he went back and had a, a comment to me that said something like, well, why should I invite women if women aren't the right fit or something like, like honestly something different. Um, something that felt sure. different. And I got a couple of different reasons about why reverb.com wasn't there. I don't really care about that part, but yeah, it's not yeah. It doesn't matter. So uh, in sixty cycle hum on sixty cycle hum, I should say, uh, Ryan and Steve kind of talk about this issue a little bit. Um, and it's a nice it's a nice segment. Um, I don't know, Ryan. Do you want to start by mentioning any points that you feel like you meant to say and forgot to? Do you want Andrew and I take on the discussion first, or how would you like to play this?
0: I think the first thing I want to say just as like a, an added commentary to. The, uh, the topic that I just watched us do, even though I recorded it, like I watched it and realized, you know, what I was saying in it and like kind of what my gut instinct was. I remember coming off of recording it, which was like four days ago. But I just I want to make it clear that I wasn't trying to like discourage anyone, women or otherwise, from entering into this industry. I, I think I was I leaned in a bit heavy, like talking about how just awful YouTube commenters can be and things like mm-hmm. that and how much. How much work this industry can be and which it is but i didn't none of that was meant to dissuade people it was just like come in here get into the industry if you're excited about it then do the work and uh you know deal with you know whatever's going on in your own way
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and
0: i i didn't want to yeah
1: and one point that you made that i i would like to reiterate because i think it's going to have to be said a lot of times before women just like believe it um, is that it's right. it's a very welcoming community on that backside of yes. like the people in the gear industry like yeah there are some people who aren't nice and are backwards um, but everyone's going to play nice with you uh, there's there are a lot of people there who want to help you um, myself included not that I'm super important um, but it's not the kind of thing where the other kids in the playground are going to hate you they no, 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 it's it's really not like that. It's more like, it's it is a community, and it's a welcoming community. It's really not that hard to to get involved if you are just you know yourself and enthusiastic and in it for kind of the right reasons. That being the love of gear, um, and music. So I just want to I just want to say that again because uh, I think one thing with women is that we hear this a lot. And then we've had so many experiences in our lives where we've been told that and it just hasn't been true at all. So yeah, there's that idea of like, yeah, I've heard that one before. Everybody says that. Like everybody says, oh, it's fine. It's great for women. We just love everybody, yada, yada, yada. For us to find out that's really not at all true. So there there is that baggage that I think a lot of women especially have and probably like a lot of people of color have as well. So yeah, there's that. I think we've all had that experience with, um, you know, a man that we are either friends with or like a mentee to, or someone that we look up to, and we think that they're welcoming and great, and then uh, they do something horrible to us. So yeah, that that's a real thing to think about. Um, But yeah, I think I think that this is not one of those cases.
0: No, I, I think as far as being in the YouTuber community, in this specific niche industry of, of guitar YouTubers, like when we have these events, whether it be Henning's Singh or TGU or the Gitcons, which I didn't go to, but I've heard about how they were. It's like, we all sit around after we're done with the work and we just drink and eat. And we're basically like unionizing and having like union meetings about like, okay, what do we do about, you know, Chinese companies writing us? Like, what are you guys charging? What sh- what's our worth you know like just Mm -hmm. like the business aspect of it as well as like the social aspect of it and it's just like I mean at the at the TGU ones we there were women there there's Mary Spender was there uh Sarah Longfield was at the first one uh Philippa Q was at them uh shoot who was the other girl I can't remember uh and at at this last event there were women there too but they were not the YouTube personalities there were there was brand representation there mm-hmm. there were people there who were whether they be hired or volunteered to help run the operation and they were spending the same time with all of us hanging out behind the scenes having drinks having dinners and we we're all just part of the same community mm-hmm. you know so yeah i i i can't speak for them what maybe they had a different experience but you know, from my perspective, they were there with us.
1: Yeah, that's something I I would like to mention. It kind of spins off from a different um, point. But um, the idea that you all go to these events that are, you know, largely male, largely white, and then you have these conversations that are networking conversations, they're just like making sure everybody's like, if you know what everyone else is charging, then you know what you're worth in in a way. Because then you're not undercharging it. That's something women do a lot. So, um, Uh so when women don't get to go to these things and like, obviously you're not like, they're not official meetings with, you know, notes or minutes. And, uh, so then we don't know these things because we weren't invited and maybe we weren't invited because we don't have as big of an audience. And if we don't have as big of an audience. We don't get invited to these things but going to these things is what can help grow your audience a lot it sort of it really does become this cycle where uh the exclusion or someone not trying to reach out and trying to like support the diversity by you know putting their money where their mouth is or anything like that and just trying to help make this bigger by like everybody i think has had that little uh assistance when they needed it Um, in some aspect of their lives. Yeah. And I think that um, if we really do want more women in this community overall, then someone needs to make an effort to say, okay, well, like, Anne, who does these great ambient demos and has, you know, over a thousand subscribers kind of on her own, doing her own thing. uh, If she's not like if, if someone reaches out to her and even though her audience isn't as big um like that that's huge Who, who is, this? A- is this Ann Sul- oh gosh she's got one of those last names i just forget what they are uh andrew do you remember Anne's last name you're on mute sulikowski sulikowski yeah
2: i just said sorry i just said it like eight times i forgot i was on mute yeah is that the
0: is that the name of her channel
1: yes i'll send you a, i think actually i might have posted a link in that thread but i'll send it to you and i'll put that it in the broken. show notes and there are a few other women doing this thing too And that's why magazines and communities like She Shreds exist because and like all of these like Lilith Fair and that kind of thing started not because we just want an all women thing, but because we weren't really being included in other places. Not sure. Like, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of this idea of um, like, are there not more women because there aren't any women who are as good at anything? in the world or is it because maybe they just didn't have those opportunities and when people say things like oh well we should invite who's best not who's not because someone's a woman that is saying to me that person assumes that a woman can't be best just because they don't know about them
0: and also that's that kind of statement is completely out of ignorance because if they've ever seen one of my demos i am far from the best at anything (laughs) like if it was based on who's best like i wouldn't be at any of these things it's it's not about that at all it's it's about numbers. It yes. really is. It's about audience size. That's what the brands care about. Mm-hmm. Like right. if, if you just are the worst, like you can't even play at all, but you somehow have an audience online, brands are going to want to get with you. Right. That's just the right, reality. Right.
2: So here's where that's, well, and so that's part of the conversation where I start to cause I, I haven't been to any of these things and I'm still relatively new to the content creator world of all of this. And uh-huh. uh, I, I, so I, I definitely have more of an agnostic viewpoint. Look, standing back and looking back, I didn't get it on the comment section um, on the on that sweater post. I didn't. I wasn't at the event. So I, I'm just standing back and kind of just observing and seeing what's going on. And one of the things that scratch, has me scratching my head a little bit is uh, a, a couple of the comments I've heard at a couple of different points is like a lot of the folks that were at that event had. Have a lot of the same viewership base, and so there's there's some sure, crossover yeah. where that you guys got to build off of each other. But the thing that's got me scratching my head is, well, what's the, what? I mean, maybe like, I'm misreading. How, how big? How big is the middle
1: of the Venn diagram? Almost, is I, that kind? Of, I think that's kind of what you're getting at.
2: Well, right, and so that's that's kind of the direction I'm going. But in terms of if one of the goals, and maybe I'm wrong here on this being a goal of the event, if one of the goals is diversification of your viewership. It would make sense to me therefore to have a diversification of uh of the folks that you invite and so that just and i'm not saying right wrong or indifferent and i i what sure. i'm saying is i i think there was a missed opportunity there and maybe it, i could be completely off base i think there's a lot of value to be had in the diversity that this community has because i i think the i think it's misleading to look at the di- the diversity of the content creators that have popularity I don't think that's a fair representation of the folks who are watching across the community and certainly not a fair representation of the demographics that are growing as much more. Yeah, that we know is
3: growing.
0: Others. Sure. I, yeah. So, something I'll say for Henning. Uh, I'm not going to defend anything <laughs> else he said. He can defend himself if he wants to. But something I can say for Henning is that he, he has a heart to grow this industry from the bottom up. Like a lot of the channels that are at this thing, like yeah, sure, Phil McKnight's there, sure, you know, like Glenn is there or whatever, and they have hundreds of thousands or whatever. But the vast majority of channels there are under fifty k. There's a lot on, you know, under ten k. Like he gets those channels there, and you know, the the cost of transporting these people is significant. So most of those smaller channels are mm-hmm. local European channels. Right. But but he doesn't. It, I I you know one of the reasons he got frustrated with some other events is that the other people involved wanted to get the biggest channels they could. And he's like, no, that's not the spirit of this. So, I mean, that's something to think about is that there is someone on that team of like, let's get the people who are doing the correct work, not the people who are doing the, have getting the biggest audiences. Cause a lot of time, the channels with the big audiences, they, they've moved into more just general, Kind of entertainment right. style formats, you know, like like you know, like Stevie T doesn't have any place at one of these events. I like, what know. is he going to do? Oh. You know, you do you know Steve Terryberry? Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, like,
0: what what would he do at one of these events? It wouldn't make any sense. Like, and I think one of the things that kind of limited who was or wasn't at Forty Two Gear Street was that it was very narrow criteria as far as just dialing in like people who have a strong emphasis on doing gear demos it's not songwriting it's not you know like uh uh you know like live chats or something like that is almost strictly gear demos and the people who are on on camera personalities like someone like knobs huge channel huge demo channel he's never on camera you don't hear his voice you don't even see mm-hmm. his hands what is he going to do in an event with live video rooms where everyone's
1: interacting. Man, but he would probably be like Prince because no one ever talks to him. Like, oh my God, that's the guy from The Thing. I'd be kind of, I'd be be stoked for for that. But I I get what you, I get, I totally get that point. I think that's, that is a valid point. Um, And when I do think about the women I know who do gear demos, uh, I think perhaps intentionally we're not including ourselves in those demos all the time. Right. Uh, I don't like I'm the the pedal demos I'm doing right now are no talking because I can do them one or two takes. It's less editing. Yeah. Um, and just to kind of like build something up. You- I have the podcast. Sure. But I know that when I when yeah. I'm on camera and I know this from like even the lessons videos I've done versus my written lessons content that I've done, um, it's it's just the responses uh, very different. Yeah, sure. and I, you know, pretty normal looking lady, and but even, still get like the weird, the oh. weird stuff still happens. I still have a lot of messages I just delete right out of my inbox. Like, yeah,
0: yeah, and, and hey, talking, yeah, hey,
1: hello, beautiful. <laughs> I just want to respond. I'm married talking to, all to of
0: them, but I never do. Yeah. Talking to the women who have been at, at previous events, like. The comments that they get, because we all sit around and just share like our troll comments or whatever. The comments that they get are like in a just completely different league. than.
1: Yes, they're different.
0: Yeah. And you know, there's a few people in the community who had people like dox their kids' schools and stuff like that. Yikes. Awful things like that. But,
1: Never. Okay.
0: But that that is like a rarity. And mm-hmm. the common things that women get in their comment section is just like mind boggling. Like, yeah. So no, I, it's
1: it's a very, it's a very different bad. Like when you said that, you know, maybe women aren't doing this as much because uh, of the comments they know they're going to get. Yeah. I think that's, that's, you know, potentially valid. I don't think it necessarily is going to stop a woman who really wants to do this, but right. um, it'll make you think a few times before you do it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think if men had to live that reality, I think there would be a lot less men on YouTube. I think, mm-hmm. I think there would, because it's, yeah. I mean that's real stuff like to feel threatened right right well and and, 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 And thank you for saying threatened
1: yeah yeah because uh i think a big difference in the negative comments that men get and the negative comments that women get is there's that um that threat that underlying threat of violence in a lot of them because i think that you know a lot of women know a woman who's been you know stalked Yeah. And, uh, a lot, you see all the time, women's women stalked and, and and murdered, uh, like just even female celebrities who have been victims of the fans from like the, the, the newscaster level to movie star. Um, it's different. It's a very different number.
0: Yeah. I think it's, I think it's a valid thing to think about, but I, you know, I'd hope that anyone listening out there who wants to start a channel, like don't let it stop you figure out a way to protect yourself, how to be safe. Get yourself a PAO box so okay. when you know, companies or whoever ships you stuff is not going to your house. Whatever you got to do to feel safe, like just pay, do
1: it. Pay the extra money to get your uh, domain name uh, via proxy versus sure. with your phone number and address, and email address. Uh, Learn that yeah. one a weird way in college, but yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, don't don't ever mention where you are. Don't mention what time it is. Like it sounds like you got to like, you know, like hide yourself. Yeah. Like what's like, you know, like Liam Neeson yourself from getting kidnapped
1: or something. It's, it's yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, And I mean, that, that kind of thing know? is rare. And I think, you know, that kind of plays into the reason women tend to like true crime more than men do is it almost makes us feel better to know, like, okay, here's what happened to this person. So here's how I can pr- protect myself against it. Uh, and that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, that's a big thing. I could talk about true crime for hours. But uh, yeah, oh, my God. oh I know it's bad, but I don't because I have more self awareness than that. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, and I, I think this this goes to a point that was made in uh, in the sixty cycle hum episode is about how some women have androgynous names or personalities on the internet to tr- because that's their way of opting out of inviting that in. I do, I yeah. do in a oh. lot of
1: a lot of online communities, not like the non Facebook ones, gender neutral. My reaver profile has my husband's picture and a mail name. Mm-hmm. You
0: know, yeah. My wife, like anytime she signs up for whether it be Reddit or some other thing or whatever, it's like she picks a fictitious name that could go either way. Like who would know, you know? So yeah. it's just like, you don't want to invite that attention. No. Whether the person giving it thinks it's positive or not. Yeah. Like, you just don't want, it. you don't want it. It's, not, it's, it's,
1: it's not the best. Um, yeah, uh, no. to, to, to kind of switch things around a little bit, um, there's one thing that you mentioned about your your viewership being overwhelmingly male. Yeah. And I have a, a couple of reasons like that could be. Um, one is truly that more often than one would think Google guesses genders. Sure. Uh, so if you they guess it based on your interest in the other things that you like. So I think a lot of women who play guitar have other very traditionally masculine interests including playing the guitar um that's gook
0: well probably assumes yeah. like if you're into guitar it's like oh we got a guy yeah, here that's
1: literally exactly what it is so like i look yeah. at my channel the get offset channel <laughs> knowing that uh a lot of our traffic has been driven by groups on facebook that are that only have women in them and then i compare that mm-hmm because i can see like where did this traffic come from and it still thinks they're all men so i would like to, right. to say like that's you know when you look at the fact that like fender says that 50 percent of new guitars are bought by women who buy them online largely you have to understand yeah. that ha- these women are researching this product in some way they're out there they're watching yeah they're watching gear demos they're reading they're you know reviews on premiere you. guitar they're, they are watching you we watch we, we remember.
0: Yeah. We, we never forget. forget. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, I mean, would it be reasonable with that perspective in mind to say like, Hey, if you're a woman who watches demos, like whether it be uncomfortable or not, make yourself known to n- maybe not in the comment section, but to the brand yeah. like make yourself known to the brands yeah. that are marketing through demo, yeah. you know?
1: I think that would be, you know, a, a good thing to do. Um, I, I try to tell people where I heard about them, you know, when I buy things, mm-hmm, um, right, right. so I, I think, yeah, I think that's, that's reasonable enough. Um, I, but I, that, that's kind of going to your point too, that, you know, the people who watch these channels are the ones who start them and a lot of guys watch them, uh, representation is so important. Mm-hmm. I did not think about buying guitar pedals. Uh, and I've talked to you about this before. Until like I saw, started seeing women use in, in ads for them, like I'd had a couple, but <laughs> like my teenage guitar hero was Donna R. Allison Robertson from the Donnas, and she didn't play any pedals; she just played straight a Les Paul through a Marshall stack. So I thought, you know, I didn't have a Marshall stack. Clearly, I had a PV that I think my dad bought from the high school. PV. This is four <laughs> by twelve. Uh, I was like, oh, I just play straight through the amp. I don't. I don't need. I must not, I, I don't need pedals. Donna R doesn't. So that's, and then when women start being used in those ads, it's just your eye is drawn to things and you like things that look like you look. This is, that's sure. science. You, that's just basic psychology. So, yeah. so my eye and ads is drawn towards as a have women because that's that it me.
2: Right, right, right. <laughs> so I, I want to jump in here and I, I want to yes. steer this conversation a little bit here. Uh, while, well, we we are we have Ryan here and on the the topic of, forty two Gear Street and, I, I want to be a little presumptuous here and say, let's let's create this hypothetical little thought experiment here. If if we were Henning, if we were someone else who's putting on an event, what like how do we do this differently? How do we improve on what seems like a great start to a model that's doing some good for the gear industry? Like where can we take this?
0: I I. Honestly, I think it comes down to people who are fans of channels and people who know of channels that fit the bill, reaching out and recommending them. Like Henning Henning didn't know who I was when he did the first um, uh, GitCon. Like I just wasn't on his map. And then someone there told him about me or someone at another thing told him about me. And he looked me up and he was like, I had no idea about you. Like, do you want to come to this next thing? Like, I, he's he's looking for people, and I think a lot of like that video he made and stuff. I think that was based in frustration of him not being able to find people that he wanted to find. So then he just and not says aware. that they
1: don't exist. I mean, I think we both agree that that was that was well, flippant.
0: It was flippant, but I also you know from hanging out and in person, like that's kind of his sense of humor.
1: Like, yeah. But, wait, yeah, but like, wait, I'm, I'm wait, sorry, wait, but like, I'm sorry, Andrew, I, I gotta, like, give... like guitar, like, there's another guitar sure. podcast that did this little Instagram video where like, oh, people are asking us why we don't have any women builders on and he just shrugs and says, there aren't, there aren't mm-hmm. any, there just aren't, there just really aren't any and, uh, oh my gosh, this guy's comments were immediately just like, lists of women, binders full of women and, and right, just right. like, I mean, it, it, when you say that kind of thing, you, you better have done your damn sure. homework. Like you better be positive that sure. the ma- you did the math right like you carried the numbers around and you inverted them or whatever you're supposed to do with math i i'm, I'm actually good at math i yeah. just don't feel like ta- i'm just it's late
2: I, i'm good at well, math. I, the,
0: uh, the, so- the, the vibe i was getting from it was that there were women that were invited and they mm-hmm. couldn't or wouldn't come and i think i think he was frustrated yeah. by that so right right i think i think he said things that were i I think he said it the wrong way i think he made jokes in the wrong direction and he was flipped it and it wasn't no. the right way to handle it yeah but, because uh,
1: that that's that's just such a tr- I, I know people joke about the word trigger it's such a triggering thing for for women to hear like okay you just said you just uh, said i don't exist well, it's like that's neat
0: <laughs> yeah it's definitely not helping the situation i mean it's like you know like i i told you in a, in a chat like you know one of the people at one of the, one of the YouTubers was like, this is why we don't have women here. Like he yelled out in the middle of one of our conversations and it was, you know, like attention, yeah. attention breaking moment, you know? So, um,
2: so uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I know you well enough Ryan to know that. I, I think I trust w- what you say in terms of like judging other people's characters. And I, I want to give Henning full benefit of the doubt here. And that, w- forgiveness can be had uh, moving on from that like how do we like where do we move forward on this though because you, yeah. you said that Henning has a vested interest in making this community better and we do too so I think in that sense we've got uh, at least a base goal of where we want to take this community and just a sure. general term of betterment I think there are a lot of values that we can find that we can share in that and I'm a fan of finding common ground so running off of that like where do we where do we take that because I I can understand I I don't agree, but I can understand where someone could reach that point of frustrating, throwing their hands up in the air, and saying, "Well, I don't know. It, do I like well, that?" Honestly, yeah. I, I mean, I don't like that. God, but it's like, I, I it's can like see when where, it's like, like when the president the Grammy that said point. that
1: women need to step up in music. Just like, oh my god, the like, guy lost oh, I his job because of that comment. The president, am yeah. right, right. <laughs>
0: This this industry is so based on self starters, like. There's really no, no one but yourself keeping you from starting a channel. But like as far as getting invited to these things, I really think it does just come down to numbers. Just like present your numbers to the person planning it. And also, if you have a command of numbers, if you know people who do, do your own event. Like if, Like if you can track down sponsors who are willing to pay travel costs, there's no reason you can't throw one of these events and throw it exactly the way you want to. I'm, I'm thinking about doing like my own like yeah. solo version of these things and doing like travel stuff where it's just, me and I have sponsors, like I've got sponsors covering, yeah. you know, like my summer Nam co- coverage and stuff like that. The brands are out there. The brands want a piece of the pie. Uh, there are people talking to major U S retailers right now about doing something similar in the States, so keep your ear to the ground. If you're a channel, you've got the numbers, you've got the fire in your belly and the motivation, like get out there and fight for it.
1: Yeah, and I mean, speaking from us, like we definitely plan on fighting for it. It is, but you know, going back to what we said before, I, I think that um, the onus also lies, I know that you said like, you're not you're not gatekeepers at Six to Cycle Hum, uh, but there is a gate. And there are people who can, I think if you, if people really want to see people who already have these big channels and I know that people are always going to them and saying, asking for advice and yada, yada, yada. I think if you really, if you're one of those people and you really want to see more diversity, maybe you look for the people who you think are promising, you know, and the the more diverse group that you think are promising and, you know, just anyone in general. But, um, specifically talking about you know women and people of color uh reaching out to them and offering to to help and kind of taking them under your wing because like if you're a musician we know that's how music works a lot of the time like yeah you you can work and you can work and you can work you're probably only going to get to a certain level until those relationships happen and a lot of yeah. those relationships like the best ones are the most are, are the person at top finding you and reaching out their arm and just like touching your, the tip of your finger to the tip of their finger, sure, sure. <laughs> ET style. And um, I, I think well, I, cer- that's important. I'll
0: certainly say that. And that anyone is, is welcome to reach out to me anytime they want to. Also all my, all our rates for the marketing on 60 cycle hum are public.
1: Yeah. I appreciate they're all on our, that.
0: they're all on our website. Most channels don't do that because they want to, you know, wheel and deal on a, you know, project specific basis but i'm just kind of like here's a flat rate and i'm trying to get as big of a fee as i can i'm not being shy about <laughs> that so like go go look at my rates look at my numbers various places do the math figure out what you're worth and mm-hmm. it'll probably work out pretty decent yeah you know
1: I, I i definitely like that and i appreciate that you you do that um i don't think enough well
2: and i, also, to want to out, I want, also want to throw i want also to throw that ryan i uh, don't Not sure if everyone knows (laughs) this, but it's been incredibly kind to us as a podcast uh, in the last uh, almost coming up on a year now. And Ryan, you've been a great help to us on several occasions. So, yeah, like Ryan, Ryan's a great guy. I would say I I, I want what I want to say is that I think the the onus goes both ways. And I'm hesitant to try and put the onus on the people who are already like spending 80 hours a week making content to then also add the project of taking on apprentices. I'm not saying that they should or should not. What? i i I, what i think what i would like to see is more of that um more of the apprenticeship type of culture coming from both directions Uh, and i think we're headed that direction as a culture and i I think there's so many good things that can come out of that and i i just i want to look at less of a who's responsible for what more of a if we can push this culture a little bit farther I think we're going to see a lot more of this happen organically. As yeah. The church guys like well, this.
1: Right. Like my thought is, if if you want to be a part of this, it, like if you're a woman or a person of color and you want to be a part of this, even though you don't necessarily see yourself in the people who are doing well right now, like start it. Just start it. Yeah. Start creating content. Just do the thing. I put it off for a long time because I wanted it to be, you know, perfect. I'm like, no, I just I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it. So like yep. that that is a big part of where your onus lies reaching out to people also a big part of that, joining the community, becoming vocal. Um, and from the, the, the bigger guys out there, it doesn't have to be as much as like an apprenticeship. It doesn't have to be like, let's schedule a one-on-one oh. every week. Just shouting people out goes a very long way. And I, you yeah. know, I definitely I'm- appreciate that. It's something that, you know, 60 cycle hum has done for us uh, on no small, on no small level and six cycle home was the first guitar podcast I really listened to. So that's the truth.
0: I mean, we, I mean, it sounds selfish and, you know, cheap, but we have the, uh, you know, the thought that, you know, the tide rises all ships and if we can, you know, rise the ships around us, it's going to help us out. Absolutely. You know? like if we can make my, my goal for years now has been to make this new guitar media podcast and YouTube and whatnot uh, as valuable to the brands monetarily as they see magazine advertisement
1: or at least they used to. And (laughs) magazine.
0: Right. Right. No, but like they still pay magazine ad rates because they just don't want to not be Mm -hmm. there. All the brands should be looking at guitar podcasts and guitar YouTube channels saying, I don't want to not be there. I need to figure out a way to be in that space. And so the more of us, the merrier, the more value we can bring to this industry, the better. The more diversity we can bring, the better. Because brands are really thinking about yeah. that right now. They oh are, yeah, and
1: they, they should want it. be. <laughs> the smart ones are, I should say. Yeah, I mean, Even some of the dumb ones that yeah. I've dealt with have really uh, turned it around in the way they talk and think about it in the past twelve months. It's kind of amazing.
0: Why wouldn't you want to expand? Why wouldn't you want to double your potential audience?
1: Because there's that risk you know? of, they think, of making that really, for some reason, angry and defensive 10% mad.
0: Yeah, they, they think that mad guy in the comments section who's...
1: The loudest.
0: The loudest is going to not buy something. He was already not going to buy something. Like, you no. think he any of these people who are addicted to guitar buying and gear buying are going to stop? No, they're going to keep no. gear buying. No, it doesn't matter. You know, <laughs> they still buy friggin' Pepsi and Coke and McDonald's, or whatever. After they saw whatever offensive, in air quotes, offensive for Super Bowl commercial they saw or whatever. Oh, they the, the buy...
1: snowflakey things, yeah. They,
0: they still buy all that stuff they still, because you're saying
1: they still buy Gillette razors. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh yeah, you cannot, they're not going to stop shaving.
0: Yeah. No, they, they go to the store and they're looking at everything like, like well, they have that commercial, but that's, I've been using that brand. I don't trust anything else. And yeah. they still buy it.
1: Yeah. Totally. And I think,
0: I think the brands are going to figure that out. They're like, Oh yeah. It dipped for a day and then everyone just kept buying stuff. But then we gained a new market. Yeah. You
1: know, like, Absolutely. so why wouldn't the we, growing why, market. Wouldn't,
0: why wouldn't we continue to market to everyone that could buy our product? Like, <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> Why would we want to piss off any of our potential audience? Right. Right. Yeah, no, that's yeah, that's true. I think that's probably a, a pretty good. There's that place. perspective. Oh no, there's... not a good place to end it.
2: <laughs> no, 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 no. no. I, I, I just did the whole thing where I was uh, muted again for a second because ah. there's some background noise. uh uh No, I, I think there's that perspective. There's also the perspective that I'm inclined to take as someone who doesn't. I mean, this is a lot easier for me to say when I don't have as much skin in the game, but screw the numbers let's just do the right thing to do the right thing yeah Uh, yeah,
1: that's that's, i I, I
2: don't i don't have a multi-million dollar company on the line in terms of my marketing base but so it's a lot easier for me to say that when there's not my my salary on the line but i mean screw it like this is where the world is not only is this where the world is going but screw that like be the change you want to see in the world am i allowed to say cheesy pithy quotes
1: yeah as long as you don't falsely attribute them to gandhi
0: you know what andrew's right we should live we should laugh we should love (laughs) all right karen (laughs) but yeah like i mean going back to like ryan i'd like to speak with your manager now (laughs) like doing like why not just do the right thing i mean like Instead of doing the thing that will get you, you know, the most money or the most. Well, yeah, I mean, maybe maybe the
1: most clicks will be to do a really, really offensive video about offensive guitar pedals.
0: But like if Steve and I from the beginning wanted to have a more successful podcast or YouTube channel, we could have just been, you know, like classic rock, classic rock review culture stuff like, oh, let's talk about top 10 top jimmy hendrix guitars or whatever you know like just lean into that whole like old school mentality and it probably would have resulted in a lot more subscribers and a lot more clicks and a more general audience and we could have done videos that are like you know top 10 lists or whatever well it's a lot less
2: effort because you really only have to know your pentatonic scales
1: (laughs)
0: but that's all i know anyways but it's like but then we have to do a show that's not true to our interests and not and it would have been, have been way less sustainable for us and more sustainable as a business yeah. but way less sustainable in you know the soul of it and our energy and our interest in doing mm-hmm. it you know
1: absolutely i mean i know that we get a lot more clicks to our videos if i, should, if, I if i you know just took my top off a lot more clicks <laughs> yeah <laughs> and under and underneath and this less, armor
0: <laughs> and i get less clicks it's just not fair
1: <laughs> oh it's it's misinjury <laughs>
0: Yeah, men really are, white men really are just so persecuted these days. I can't.
1: The most, the most, the most persecuted. Can, can I Absolutely.
2: just, you know, you know
1: on they're that persecuting themselves.
0: Like, am I right? Oh
3: my gosh.
1: I'm going to bleep that.
0: <laughs> I mean, any like stuff in the comment section for the video, the, the episode that I just launched, when we hit that topic, like, during the the live comments of the premiere, like a half dozen people got super aggravated, super quick and super aggressive.
1: They immediately, someone immediately said that you were, God, what did someone like force diversity? They said.
0: Yeah. And then someone's like, yeah, like I feel like Steve and I had a really rational, like fair, like balanced kind of conversation (laughs) about it. Like we weren't going like, PC at all or anything like that. It was like literally just talking about it in the flattest terms possible and the knee-jerk reaction out of a group of forty people watching this thing, like four or five of them, ten percent of them, just couldn't handle it. Like Yeah. What is going on? Like, just call, calling
1: you soy boys.
0: <laughs> I I know for a fact that anyone who like accuses Steve and I of being you know effeminate or you know <laughs> or like that. wouldn't say that to our faces like i'm not a violent person but i do know that i'm like six three and like 200 something pounds like no one's gonna call me a soy boy to my face oh but
1: absolutely not
2: the flip side is i'm five six and also 200 something pounds so i might get called <laughs> back to my face
1: mm.
0: no the soy boy isn't over. about no, it's
1: not about that
0: it's about i'll, I'll just the, sit on him
1: it's a, yeah.
0: yeah look look it up yeah. you'll still be against it but look it's like
1: i'm yeah. allergic to soy <laughs> yeah, i don't like soy uh, it makes me really sick that's why i have an epi <laughs> i
0: just don't like the, the texture honestly it's not my thing
1: <sighs> so nasty yeah i don't either well uh so my my, my mother will feel very embarrassed but uh my my parents didn't know i i had soy allergy until i was in my 20s and finally got allergy tested after getting sick so many times after eating things oh my so God. Uh, yeah <laughs> cherries and soy i'm actually allergic to them and i had some other reactions with other foods but that is neither here nor there but my parents uh one loved chinese food and would loved going out and they i would complain yeah. about the flavor they just like just put soy sauce on it, it just tastes like salt and <laughs> so they were, like, having me eat the soy, like, <laughs> and I just would stopped eating it because, like, I think, it yeah, hurt. it must have hurt. Like, I would even when I was very, very little, I was picky about, like, vegetarian kind of food and Chinese food. And, like, my parents would buy the soy cheese and they would get so mad oh when God. I would say that, you know, it just like I don't like it. Like, it just tastes like just like American cheese. Like, it, it's making me barf. I don't want it. My
0: tummy feels itchy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think it's very good. I can't breathe real good. So, yeah. Yeah, well, that explained a lot. Number, yeah, yeah it took a turn. Get on it. <laughs> I'm allergic to soy. I'm allergic to cherries. I'm allergic to misogyny.
0: Yeah. But, you know, I mean, going back to, like, starting your own channels and growing your channels and stuff, like, What's the word I'm looking for? Curating an yeah. audience is a huge part of it. Like that's been a huge part of 60 Cycle Hum is Steve and I curating an audience and just making life unbearable for people who don't belong basically. Like, yeah. And, and that, that's something I think a lot of people who are outside of being white men playing metal guitar on YouTube could focus on is don't worry about getting everyone, but worry about curating a very specific niche audience and brands love that. They want to know that you have yeah. that niche audience and they'll come to you. That's for that. They don't want another, you know.
1: They don't want the, the, the people who are watching niche. the already the things like they're already watching those things.
0: Exactly. And it's so much to compete against. Like you work yeah. your niche. Like a niche is so important in this industry. If you have a niche, you don't need to have right. huge numbers. No, cuz you, you have don't. different numbers. Like yeah, lean into it. You have a market that the that the brands haven't figured out how to advertise to, and they'll come to you to advertise to them. If, if you've got 3000 people that they just can't get anywhere else, yeah. they will pay you money to reach them. That,
1: that I mean, yeah, people. this could probably be a different episode, but that's like what Andrew was talking, touching on. Like the, when we talk about like, who, who are these events for? Because it seems like the purpose is everybody wants each other's followers. But then if you have everybody else's followers and they have your followers, then wouldn't a brand only need to advertise with one of you?
0: Uh, it's about yeah, saturation. It, it's, you know, it's like, yeah, there's a lot of crossover between channels, but they know that that means that their brand is going to be seen yeah. uh, 10 yeah. times across 15 channels versus 10 mm-hmm. times on one channel, you know. It's, it's, That's why it's Risk
1: advertise with both of
0: us. Yeah. <laughs> has been advertising with a bunch yeah, of people. I think, Good for them.
1: I think I know the guy who runs it. Yeah, like Uh-oh. I think I, I think I you knew know, him, but I don't think that? that he knew it was me. It's Ryan something, right?
0: I don't know. Steve did all the footwork on that. Right, one. I'm pretty sure it's, sure it's
2: oh, Ryan.
1: Yeah, Burke, yeah, that's, that right? sounds right. That sounds right.
2: That's probably his name. No, it's funny you bring up wrist grips. It's funny you bring up wrist grips because uh, almost every episode I, I record, I I end up like like having something to fidget with in my hands, and today I just yeah. randomly grabbed the one of the wrist grips on my desk. I've been nice. with I the I delivered those episode.
1: to you in two traps. I, sc- I screwed that yep. <laughs> one up. Yeah. But I think I think the guy who runs it's like a friend of a family friend, which is kinda of funny. I'll uh, talk later. But uh yeah, that could be I mean that could be its own topic. But uh it's kinda late. I mean it's the West Coast, so it's really not as late as it would be in other places.
0: Yeah.
2: It's nice to have a guest on the West Coast.
0: Yeah, totally. You, you got to do the guitar nerds recently, didn't you?
1: I did. That was really Lucky. great. <laughs> really great what, for us.
0: What, uh, what time did you have to record that?
1: Uh, 9am on Sunday morning.
0: That ain't too bad. Every it time I've bad. talked to them, every time I've talked to them, they've been like, oh, we can't figure out the time and stuff like that. Hey, guitar nerds, why haven't you had me on?
1: <laughs> well, I
0: mean, out. Calling you out right now. I mean, I, mean, I, I, I would jump.
1: Ryan, you don't do over the phone interviews.
0: I'm doing one right now.
1: Uh, on your show.
3: <laughs> oh, and
1: they w-
2: should have me on. <laughs> uh, I, I would jump in and say that, like, come on, guys. Why haven't you had me on the show, too? But you should probably have Ryan on first. He's pretty cool. Yeah. Have
0: us both on. Come At the on. same time.
1: Yeah. Double the white men on your show. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, we're a different kind of white men, though. We're American white men. And yes. that's, you know. Speaking of saturation.
1: Oh, but I'm ch- all right. Um, well, thanks so much for being on Ryan. Is there any, are you, anything you're working on? You might want to, uh, shout out.
0: This is your chance. Well, I mean, when is this going to air? What's, what's Tuesday, your
1: published date? Tuesday morning.
0: Okay, go, go watch the new demo that I have. Up, I'm going to spoil it to you guys. I'm going to ruin my NDA here because we're recording Sunday night. It launches tomorrow morning at 7am. Uh, Walrus audio has their new boost out that I did a demo for. Nice And, uh, it's uh it's you know it's it's a a remake of the last one that was hashtag canceled so go check it out
1: hashtag can't oh oh
0: yeah oh Oh. Oh. (laughs)
1: yeah
0: it's got it's got it's got some new features it's got presets in it so it's better
1: oh that sounds better (laughs) i
0: am so excited
1: That's awesome that's yeah i'm going to just i'm not gonna be able to sleep
0: You can't wait for seven AM tomorrow I,
1: I, to watch, I can't wait.
0: Watch all forty demos of a walrus battle.
1: Walrus. <laughs>
0: of a boost in that.
1: Colt, I got I got women. Hit me up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey Colt. Yeah. Have Emily demo something. He will. Uh, I'll have you oh, do it. All
1: right. I'll try. Um thank you. Yeah. yeah, thanks again, Ryan. Uh this is really last minute, but also really fun and I'm glad we got to talk about these things.
2: One on
0: one, yeah,
1: absolutely. Like two on one. <laughs> well, one on one on one. One on one on one. I, we got one on one ones ones like on one on Yes, we didn't. You guys boots
0: really cats
2: and boots and cats and boots and cats.
0: You guys really ganged up on yeah. me here. You really took me to school. Yeah, on just my really poisonous ideas.
1: <laughs> soy boys. <laughs> <laughs> all the soy boys. And all the soy girls. <laughs> I'm gonna write a song later. All right, All right. I, that's I think, enough. I think, I think we. The, edible, I think the edible's I think... kicked in. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, oh my gosh. Well, this has been the Get Offset Set podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for understanding. Leave us a review on iTunes, please. Uh, once again, I'm Emily.
0: I'm Andrew. And I'm Ryan. Right.
1: Goodbye. Bye. One,
0: two, three. Later.